0: I recently did a poll on my YouTube page asking, hey, what is it that you need help with the most? One of our top answers was the stages of grief as they apply to narcissistic abuse recovery. Now, I've done a video on that before, but it's an old one. So I thought I would do another one, and maybe expand just a little bit on what those stages are. So today QueenBeing.com, we're talking about the stages of grief as they apply to narcissistic abuse recovery. So. Let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and CPTSDfoundation.org My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So it's important to understand what the 5 stages of grief typically are in a regular grieving situation and those are denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. So if you can think about the standard stages of grief, you could kind of see how they would apply to narcissistic abuse recovery. So while a lot of people end up going through the stages of grief during narcissistic abuse recovery, they look a little different and there might be a couple more stages. So let's just kind of talk about that and what that looks like. So in general, depending on who you are and what you're all about, the first stage when we're talking about narcissistic abuse recovery is complete and utter devastation, shock, that kind of stuff. How does that look? Well, it looks a lot like you're completely blown over. You have no idea what you've been going through for all of these years and this stage is less likely to happen when you've actually been in a relationship with a parental narcissist, because even though you you might be shocked to learn the truth, you're not completely devastated because you've been dealing with this since you were born. However, when we're talking about even a 50-year marriage, sometimes you might be shocked because you might feel like my whole life has been a lie up to this point or every part of that relationship was a lie and so you spend a lot of time questioning it yourself. You might think you deserve it. You might feel worthless. You might feel like everything's your fault. You might have been called jealous, crazy, clingy, obsessive and in reality you were just trying to deal with that person. You will definitely find yourself feeling not very secure in yourself. You will have a loss of self-esteem, major loss of self-worth, self-respect might be low. In general, you're gonna feel pretty terrible. Just completely bowled over by this whole situation. Now this will come before the stage of denial, which comes next. For most survivors we kind of go through this. We start doubting ourselves, what if they're not really a narcissist, what if I'm the narcissist, this kind of thing and a lot of times when the narcissist moves on to a new person, you find yourself seeing them with a new person like everything's so amazing over there and you're the one over here miserable and you don't even know what this is all about, so you start going, Maybe it was just me. Maybe I was just overthinking it. Maybe I just got too whatever you go through the denial phase then I think instead of where we a lot of people go through the bargaining phase when they're grieving, I think at that point as survivors, we tend to go through this phase of let's figure out what we're dealing with. Maybe this is part of the discovery phase, right? We start to kind of do our research on narcissists, we start watching videos, we start reading articles, reading books. We find ourselves feeling like we can't fathom that another human being could possibly act this way, could possibly have a lack of empathy to this extreme level that the narcissist does. During this time, we feel really doubtful of ourselves, we still blame ourselves a lot for all of the stuff that happened. We start forgetting some of the bad things that happened and start focusing on the good things, which is why I always recommend that when you're in the most painful emotional state, you do your best to write down as much as you can about your feelings in those moments and what happened to cause them. Because then if you do start to forget, we call that like abuse amnesia, if you do start to experience that then you could pull that list out again and take a look at it and remind yourself why you don't want to go back, why you went away in the first place or why even if they left you, it turns out it's a good thing. During this phase, we start to ask ourselves, did I ruin the relationship? Maybe I should have just tolerated all that stuff because of the few minutes of a, w- a year that person's a nice person or whatever. We ask ourselves, how could somebody that acted like they were so in love with me at some point in, in life actually hate me and if this is our parent, we ask ourselves, how could somebody who gave birth to us really not love us the way that we thought they did or should. Basically, what it comes down to is that during this stage, even though we're educating ourselves, we're also wondering, was it me? And that's part of what we do to educate ourselves, we start to figure out these kinds of things. This brings us to the understanding phase, which in my duo method is the second stage. This brings us to the point where we're going, okay, I'm doing my research. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to recognize what it is I'm dealing with and I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to start to be, you know, move into the overcoming phase. But first, because a lot of us are empaths, because a lot of us are intelligent people, we need to understand the logic of it and the logic doesn't exist because narcissists and toxic people, they don't work on logic. They work on pure emotion. But if we're gonna heal, we have to try to understand like the science and the psychology of it, at least I did and I think a lot of you do as well. So this is where the understanding phase works. We can start to really dig in, really get deep and understand beneath the surface what all this stuff means. This is where we start to understand the cycle on a deeper level, the idealization, the love bombing, the devalue, the discard, the hoover and how these these kinds of cycles can go throughout relationships for years over and over again in different ways. We need to understand how narcissists think. We need to understand why they think that way and what all that means and I think going through the science of it makes a huge difference. This is when we start to understand gaslighting and how how narcissists intentionally choose to control us with these manipulation tactics and knowing that this person that we trusted, that we believed in, that was our everything on some level, was actively betraying us during our relationship with them and this is true whether we're talking about a romantic partner, a friend or a family member, even a parent. It turns out betrayals what they're all about about in so many ways and I don't even think it's about betrayal for narcissists. I think it's just about being in control and getting what you want in the moment and not really caring how other people feel. A lot of people go through the anger stage. I think we go through a stage of more than anger. I think it's rage for us and I think it's because we start to become indignant. We start to recognize years of abuse. We start to be angry. Angry is not a good enough word for it. We start to be filled with rage. We start to be able to clearly see this person was brainwashing me. This person was manipulating me, was gaslighting me, was treating me horribly and I'm pee out about it. I'm so angry, I'm filled with rage. This is also when we start to want to get revenge and we start to feel like we need to make them feel the, the same kind of pain and horror that we felt. We talk about it all the time to the point our friends get annoyed with us. That's when we need to hurry up and join a SPAN or something like that, a support group because we need to talk to other people who have been there also. We are angry that we've been minimized and invalidated over and over again and that nothing we have done will help us to get validation from the narcissist. We learn about cognitive dissonance and how it causes us to misplace our anger sometimes and push people out of our lives who we shouldn't. That Cognitive dissonance is the thing that sometimes keeps us in the relationship and then we're mad about that because how dare we fall for something like that. We get mad at ourselves, we get mad at the narcissist and really anyone else who is affecting our relationship with them. What we need to know is that at this stage, this is not the time to create any action in your life. If you need the anger to push through and get out of the relationship, then use it. But once you get through the part where you're actually having to get out of the relationship, The anger may not keep you in a healthy state. So once you've used the anger as you need to use it to push forward or propel forward out of the relationship and away from the narcissist, you've got to work on letting go of that because taking action in anger is almost never going to do you any good unless it's just to simply propel away from the narcissist. A lot of times we do end up in the depression stage just like anyone else who's grieving anything and this is normal. A lot of times when we get out of the rage, the depression follows, not always, sometimes it's the other way around. This is when our patience level drops. This is when we feel sad more often than we don't. This is when nothing seems exciting to us. We're listless, we're miserable. We secretly hate everybody a little bit who's happy in their relationships or who has a great parent if our parent was the narcissist. We start to realize the things that we lost. We start to realize that not only did we lose maybe money, maybe time, maybe a number of other things, but we lost ourselves. And we lost our ability to stand up for ourselves, and we lost our boundaries and we lost all of those things that we thought made us ourselves. And if we were in a narcissistic relationship with a parent, then it's a whole other ball of wax because very often we have no idea who we are and this is very depressing for us. But There are things we can do to get around that and we're going to talk about that in future videos. But in the meantime, if you're struggling with that, go over to QueenBeing.com and download the passion planner at QueenBeing.com slash passion it's free won't cost you anything and it's a it's a great little thing to kind of help change your mind and move you into something that actually makes you happy and figure out what it is that makes you happy. At this point, we get to the overcoming phase or the healing phase. This is when it all starts to make sense and come together. We start to take all the lessons we've taught ourselves by doing our own research and learning or whether we went to therapy or we did it through coaching or we did it through actually just like watching videos and, and reading things. We start; It all starts to come together and make so much sense at this overcoming stage and then we start to look for something bigger, something better. We start to realize that other people made it past this horrible thing and we can do the same thing. We start to want to know more things, we start to look for our passion and we start to think about what's next for us. And this is when life starts to get really, really good and that my friend, that's when we get to the evolution stage or the self-discovery or the personal growth phase of this whole deal and this right here, this is the special part. This is what most people don't ever get to in their lives. This is the silver lining of having gone through this kind of abuse because even though it was horrible, it was hell and we wish we didn't have to go through it and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I will tell you this, had I not gone through all of that mess, I would not be as evolved as I am as a person today. I would not understand people on the same level that I do, I would not understand better yet myself on the same level that I do. This is the time that we start working on our little weaknesses, we start fine-tuning ourselves, We start to dig deeper and and look for a deeper meaning in everything and and we start to very often turn outward and start to help people who are in similar situations, which is an excellent reason to be involved in a group like SPAN, because then when you do heal and you start to move into this evolution phase, my gosh, what can you do? You can help other survivors who are where you used to be. It makes a huge difference in your life. You learn to love yourself. You learn to set and stand behind your boundaries and defend them. You learn to not tolerate people in your life who won't respect your boundaries. You stop being a people pleaser. You stop going out with people who aren't up to your standards, which by the way you have now raised. You stop caring what other people think about you, especially those who won't respect your boundaries. You become more confident in yourself. You regain your self-respect. You begin to have self-worth again or maybe for the first time ever. You become strong and independent and happy and then if you go through all of these stages of grief and then you get to this place where you evolve, If you ever do get into another relationship with another person, if this was a romantic relationship for you, then you never ever tolerate this crap again. You take it slow, you know that you're valuable, that you have worth and that anyone who gets to be with you is damn lucky and you have no qualms about that. It's not about being a narcissist, it's about being in a healthy secure way. You care how people feel, of course you do, but you don't allow your your concern for other people's feelings to be the cause of those people manipulating you. This is when you stop dwelling on the past, you start to focus on what you're grateful for every day and three things you love about yourself. I suggest that and you you work to be happy and at peace. You recognize that you deserve to have those things in your life. This is the place where you want to live in your constantly evolving state. I think it's a beautiful thing my friend. What do you think? This brings me to the question of the day and the question of the day is, have you gone through the stages of grief as they apply to narcissistic abuse recovery? And were your stages similar to mine or were they different? Share your thoughts, your ideas and your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here and while you're here, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.